Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Um, I want to take for the next few weeks, if I'm here for the next few weeks, I don't know to be honest with you, you never know, I could wake up in the morning and not be able to walk again, but whenever I am here over the next few weeks, I want us to take some time to simply talk about what the kingdom life, what God's kingdom will look like today here in our everyday lifestyle. If we're serious when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, um, I want us to be serious about living that out, about speaking that out, and see what that looks like from the word in our lives every single day. Um, I hope that you as a believer, I hope that us as a church and me as a dad and a follower of Jesus, I hope that I'm the evidence, I hope that you're the evidence of that prayer, I hope that you're the evidence of God's kingdom coming to earth, I hope that you're the evidence of God's will being done in Ashboro as it is in heaven. Um, I believe wholeheartedly that it's our responsibility, it's yours as a believer, it's mine as a believer, it's ours as a church, it's our responsibility to make sure, to usher in, to bring forth God's kingdom in our world today. Let me tell you whose responsibility it is not. It is not the government's responsibility for the Lord's will to be done. Amen? It is not the school system's responsibility to bring forth the kingdom of God. It's yours. And it's mine. And it's ours. One of the saddest things, one of the toughest things that I've seen in doing almost 20 years of ministry is to see adults, to see students take part in actions and not wanting to accept the responsibilities of the actions that have been done. I've seen a lot of 40-year-old adolescent men over the years. I've seen a lot of 30-year-old adolescent men over the years. There is nothing that will hurt a family more than a mom or especially a dad not being responsible for the family. Right, fellas? Yes, that is correct. Lots of times we like to push responsibility off just for the sake of this conversation. Lots of times we like to push off the responsibility of ushering in God's kingdom to the pastors of the church, to the leaders of the church, so we like to push it off to somebody else. Can I tell you today, if you are a believer in Jesus, say amen. That responsibility is yours. As a follower of Jesus, as someone that Jesus taught how to pray the Lord's Prayer, it is your responsibility, it is my responsibility, it is our responsibility to bring forth, to usher in, to live out kingdom 
lifestyle and to cause the Lord's will to be done in Ashboro, to cause the Lord's will to be done in your home, to cause the Lord's will to be done in your workplace as it is in heaven. So that's what we want to talk about for the next few weeks is what it looks like to live a kingdom lifestyle, to live a lifestyle following the Lord's will in our life today in 2024. Sound good? I hope so, because I've already got notes written out. So I hope so. Um, to start a kingdom lifestyle is what we want to talk about this morning. How does a kingdom lifestyle start? Um, and it starts with what the Bible calls, what the Word calls, uh, being made new. It starts with what Peter calls um, having a new nature, taking part in a divine nature. Uh, it starts with what we would call conversion or salvation or being saved or being in Christ is how a kingdom lifestyle starts. Peter says it this way in 2 Peter chapter 1, says his divine power, God's divine power has given us, has given you, has given the believers, has given the church everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who is called by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. There, Peter is simply saying this, a kingdom lifestyle is available. You have everything that you need to be able to live out the Lord's will in your life today. He has given you, God's power has given you everything that you need to be able to live out a kingdom lifestyle, to be able to follow God's will in your life today, it is there and it's found in the divine nature, Peter calls it. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 5. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. The new things have come. Paul is simply saying this, that new nature comes with salvation. Salvation in Christ leads to a new you. Salvation leads to a new heart. Salvation leads to a new mind. Salvation leads to a forgiven soul. Salvation leads to a spirit coming alive. Simply put, Paul is saying, salvation leads to a brand new, changed, forgiven, brand new you. And you couldn't do it on your own that's why we needed God's power, as Paul says, that to give us all the things that we need to fulfill God's call on our life. For you and I today, if we're serious about living out God's kingdom, if we're serious about following God's will, it starts with us and salvation. It starts with us and a new nature, a new us. I don't know about you. I'll speak for me. I know some of you well enough to be able to speak for you this morning, but I'm not going to do it. I'll speak for me. I need a new nature sometimes. Possibly during that conversation with that 18-year-old referee yesterday would have been a time where I could have used a new nature. Possibly. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying it's possible that was the case. 24 years ago, April 28th, year 2000, I found myself 
in the basement of Denton Westland Church. Davy, you know the basement of Denton Westland? Yes, you do. You stop saying that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You were probably there 24 years ago in the basement of Denton Westland Church. You were probably like 12, but you were there 24 years ago. The youth room is down there. I think they've changed it up now. Actually, have they ch- I think they've changed. So it used to be the youth room, and then there was two offices. Didn't they knock down the wall, and it's all one big office now? Is that correct? Yes. So the, it's, it's not like that now? Okay. They used to be a, the youth room and then two offices. 24 years ago, April 28th, year 2000, I found myself in that first office right behind the youth room, laying, not laying, kneeling on my knees with a friend of mine named Scott Simmons and him telling me that I need a new nature. He said, I never forget the conversation we had. I asked him, I said, Scott, tell me about Jesus. Tell me about forgiveness. Tell me about heaven. Tell me about the whole thing. He asked me this question. He said, why have you never gotten saved before? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I hear people talk about it. You live in this part of the country. You hear people talk about it all the time. I said, I don't know what it means. He said, here's what it means. He says, who you are today, according to the word, is sinful. Sin has infiltrated every part of your body because of Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. Sin affects every part of your heart, your mind, your words, your actions, your thoughts. Everything is infiltrated by sin. That's your nature. That's who you are. He said, you're just like me, just like everybody else. We need a new nature. He said, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection offers us the forgiveness of sin. And because of that forgiveness, God imparts, as Peter says, we partake, we partner with God, and he gives us a new nature. What does a new nature mean? A new nature means that sin does not protrude, the sin does not lead, the sin does not... um, affect every aspect of our lives no longer are we led by sin but we're led by jesus no longer do we think sin we think jesus no longer do we speak sin but we speak jesus scott said you need a new one and i did and can i tell you today there are times today where i still need a little brush up (laughs) i still need a little cleaning I still need a little buffing out. I still need a little work. One of the enemy's greatest lies, one of his greatest tricks, is to make you and I believe that we don't need a new nature. That we can be good enough. That we can give enough. That we can be nice enough. That we can help enough. That we can serve enough. That we can come to church enough. That we can sing enough. But according to the word, you and I today, apart from Christ, need salvation. The word says that salvation is the only way to heaven. Hope you know today that good people don't go to heaven. Saved people do. Amen? Good people don't go to heaven. Saved people do. Good people don't usher in the kingdom of God. Saved people do. Good people don't live out God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Saved people do. Why do we need a new nature? 
because we're sinners. But we're not just sinners. According to the word, we're sinners saved by grace, changed, forgiven, made whole, healed, given a new nature, given a new life. And we don't have to stay the same old sinful person. I don't know what you may see as the biggest need today um, in life. I have a couple. I have a couple different things I think need to be done. Uh, one, I need the University of Duke to be canceled and shut down for the history of life. Two, two, I need, some of y'all don't even know what this means. I need Cody Rhodes to win the championship at WrestleMania in April. Does anybody here know what that means? Chris does, I know. TJ does, I know. Because I've taught him well. It's TV wrestling, y'all. It's TV wrestling. I realize some of you don't like it. Some of y'all have never liked it. I love it. It dictates my mood in the morning, depending on what happens on Monday Night Raw on Monday nights. Okay? Whatever you see as the biggest problem in the world, whether it's racism, whether it's families breaking apart, um, whether it's um, um, death, murder, whatever you see as the biggest need, the biggest problem in our world today, can I let you in on a little secret? There's no politician going to be able to fix it. There's no person going to be able to fix it. Those type situations only get fixed, only get healed, only get better when believers, when you and I, when the church lives out a kingdom, a kingdom lifestyle, those situations only get better. Relationships are only restored. Division is only brought back together. Reconciliation only happens. Love and the value of human life only happens when the Lord's will is being done. Because make no mistake about it, it's God's will. For families to be together. It's God's will to value human life. Pre-birth to death. Amen. It's God's will for racial division to be reconciled. It's God's will for you to love your neighbor. All those things, those biggest issues that we face in the world, those big problems that we face, those aren't political issues. They're kingdom issues. Right? There's, those things are not going to be taken care of by law, by vote, or by a, a politician. Those things are taken care of by you and I, believers, living out a kingdom lifestyle. So let me tell you, i got one point for you this morning. One simple point. Everybody love one-point sermons? Yeah. The only problem is I had a four-page opener, so it equals out, right? It equals out. One point. What happens after you receive a new nature? What happens after salvation happens? Um, Peter calls it, we are partaking in a divine nature. What happens after that? Simply put is this, 
you have a new life. Now you have a new life, but you're still living in your old culture. How many of you know sometimes those things headbutt? How many of you know that the new life that you want to live for Jesus, the new life that you feel led to live for the Lord, the new life that God has put inside of you does not always mesh well with the physical life that you're living right now. Because you may still be in a rough situation. You can accept Christ and find salvation and still wake up in the morning in, a, in the same valley you were in the day before. Amen? So what's the point of the new nature? The point of the new nature. nature. It's how you live in the valley. It's how you go through the valley. It's not so much about the valley ending with salvation. It's that God is with you in the midst of the valley. No longer are you led by sin in the valley, but you're led by the Lord in the valley. No longer will you feel alone or separated or isolated because you know that the Lord is with you always. Jesus Christ himself said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's one of the last things he said here on earth because it's one of the best things he said here on earth. No longer is sin our, our, our operate, in our operating computer lifestyle mind mode now love is now jesus is now the kingdom is now heaven is the new nature brings with it a new life i used to play a lot of golf i don't play so much anymore i don't play at all anymore um i stopped playing about six seven years ago uh five six years ago for two reasons one I wasn't any good. Two, I wasn't having fun. I had a group of buddies in Denton that I played with all the time, well, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, and when I told the boys, I said, boys, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm stop. Forget it. I'm done. They said, why? I said, because I'm terrible, for one. I said, two, I'm, I don't have fun. Like, it's nothing fun to go out here for four hours, get a sunburnt, chase a ball through the woods that I'll never find, and then write down an eight on the scorecard. Like, it's just not fun for me. My buddy said, don't you have fun with us? I said, yeah. I said, we can go out to eat for 15 bucks, and I can have just as much fun as I can spending 50 playing golf, and I don't think half the bad thoughts that I think playing golf. So I haven't played golf at all, at all. In like, how long has it been, Kelly? Six, seven years? Been a long time long time however if I were to play golf I'm gonna tell you what I would need I would need Tiger Woods to like enter my body <laughs> like somehow to become a part of me why so that I could play golf like Tiger Woods so that I could hit the ball I feel like golf would be much more fun if I was good right just me it may just be just me i don't know i feel like i would have much more fun if i could hit a driver like tiger woods if i could hit it within a foot of the hole like tiger woods and if i could putt as good as tiger woods and if i won the paycheck that tiger woods wins i feel like golf would be much more enjoyable for me we're talking golf we're talking golf I need, or at the time, I needed Tiger Woods to come inside of me and basically play golf through me. 
Can I tell you today, that's what the kingdom life is about. It's about Jesus in you, living out the kingdom life through you. It's not about you trying to do God's job for Him. It's about you letting God's power do it through you. That's what the kingdom life is all about. That's what happens after salvation. That's what happens once the kingdom life is in here, it comes out here. You ever wonder why some people can go through the biggest valley, can go through the worst news from the doctor, and they can still come to church, they can still clap and sing and praise and be thankful? It's because of the kingdom life in here. That's why you can be in the worst pain, that's why you can be in the worst struggle of your life and still be thankful. That's why you can still have a good attitude. That's why you can still worship God no matter what you're facing because of what's been done on the inside. Because it's the kingdom life. It's God's power, as Peter says, has given us everything that we need to partake with Him, to partner with Him, to enjoy, to take hold of, to accept the new divine nature on the inside, and then it comes out on the outside. That's what happens at salvation. If you and I are serious today about bringing forth the kingdom of God, if we're serious today about doing the Lord's will in Ashboro as it is in heaven, it starts with a brand new you. It starts with a new heart. It starts with a forgiven soul. It starts with a new mind. It starts with a new nature. And that happens only through salvation. Amen? I got three quick little short things here, and then we're done. Three quick short things about salvation, really quickly. And when I say quick, y'all, I mean so quick, you're not even going to believe it. Number one, you can't just show up and get saved when you want to show up and get saved. Do you know that? This is not a, a people-friendly point. You can't just wake up one morning and pray and get saved. Do you know that? Romans 2 tells us that it's God's kindness that draws us, that leads us to salvation. It's God calling you, speaking to you, showing you, that you need his help. That you need him to do for you what you cannot do on your own. It's God's kindness that leads to salvation. Number two, our new nature, our new life, it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be nurtured. Those of you that have a baby at home, I see my man Isaac. Well, I don't see Isaac. He's probably asleep. But how old's Isaac? Like two months, month and a half? Seven weeks, almost two months. Have y'all slept yet? Not at all? Not a drop? Hadn't closed your eyes one time? <laughs> Brother, I've been there. Isaac cannot just be born and sit in a room by himself and expect to prosper. Expect to live. <laughs> right? That's not new news for you, correct? I hope not. You as a new believer, you as a newly saved person, you with your new nature has to be taken care of. 
your nature has to be nurtured. That's why what we do here is so important. That's why prayer and reading the Word is so important. That's why showing up and worshiping together and saying hello and giving a hug and crying together and celebrating together. That's why all of that stuff is important. That's why we do what we do is so that your spiritual life, so that your kingdom life can get nurtured and you know and learn and grow in your new nature and in the kingdom life with the Lord. Point number three. It took me about two weeks to, to come up with the notes and prayerfully. I've had seven weeks laying down, so I've got a lot of notes over the past seven weeks. This is one of the first ones I put together about seven weeks ago. The whole time I was putting this together, the whole time I was thinking about these thoughts, the whole time I was researching and studying and reading and praying, the whole time I was putting all these notes together, I felt something in my heart, in my mind, telling me, you know, all your church people's already saved. You know, they've heard this for years. You know, they've heard over and over and over again about being saved and forgiven and heaven and all that stuff. And I think that thought that I had is correct. You guys, this is not new news to y'all, right? Right? If it is, great. Wonderful. I'm glad you're here. My guess is for the majority of you all, you've heard this before. However, here's what I know, and here's why I wanted to share this with you this morning, and here's why I think it's important. Deception is real. Deception is real. Sadly, we could be here today believing 100% we're going to heaven, and we're not. The Bible says, Jesus says, there's going to be people surprised on Judgment Day. There's going to be people who come to him saying, I did A, B, C, and D. And Jesus will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. I don't want that to be you. I don't want that to be me. That's why we preach salvation all the time. Because the enemy can guard your heart. The enemy can cover your heart. The enemy can deceive your heart. And you can believe that one of the greatest lies, like I told you 15 minutes ago, that you're good enough. When in reality, you're not. Good people don't go to heaven. Saved people do. Good people don't usher in the kingdom of God. Saved people do. Good people don't live out the Lord's will here as it is in heaven. Saved people do. Living a kingdom lifestyle starts with you. It's your responsibility as believers, as the church, to live out, to speak out a kingdom lifestyle. And that starts with salvation. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for uh, me being here today. Lord, there's no greater joy I'll have today than being here in your house with your people. 
Lord, thank you so much for my friends, my family, my brothers and sisters that are here today. God, I pray for all of us today that we will be serious about living out a kingdom lifestyle. We'll be serious about your will being done in our life as it is in heaven. And God, we will know and accept today that you have given us everything that we need to live out a godly life today. God, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for doing for us what we couldn't do on our own. Lord, thank you today for saving our life. Lord, I pray for my friends and family today. If we have not experienced salvation, Lord, speak to our heart. Draw us in. Help us to know your loving kindness. Help us to know your will. God, speak to our hearts and our minds today. Convict sin. Show us what you can and want to do for us today. If you've never experienced salvation and the Lord is leading you to it, I want to encourage you, come talk to me when we get done. Everybody look at me. Open your eyes. Come talk to me. I'll tell you more. I'll give you some more details. I would love to do it. All you got to do is look at me and kind of give me a nod. Be like, I'll, I'll know what that means. I'm from the streets. I know what that means. All right, just give me a nod. Like, I got you. I would love to share more with you about it. I'd love to tell you more of what the Word says. I'll tell you real quickly. This is how easy it's going to be. 1 John says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's it. It's great. But it starts with the Lord leading. It starts with the Lord moving in your life. And it starts with you understanding who He is and who you are and who you are not. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship together.